The EP Podcast. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found. And always at theeppodcast.com. Colleen Klimczak is down here at the Nine Foot Homemade Oak Bar. You've heard her before. How are you? I'm great. Thanks so much for having me. Uh, and I, we're going to talk a little bit about something I'm trying to organize in my house right now because you're a professional organizer. Awesome. But, uh, but first, uh, uh, Colleen has been, I, I don't know, I don't want to say giggling because I think that you... <laughs> I, I giggle. Well, no, I think that if you if I said you're giggling at my injury, <gasps> oh, that people like would mean. think badly of you. And I don't no, think I'm you're not. giggling at my injury, but you have kind of like, I mean, you're like, oh, that's Chris. He hurt himself again. That's kind of like, I mean, like... Here comes another dumb thing that happened to Chris, because I, I played in a 16-inch softball tournament this past weekend. Awesome. And I'm 46 years old, and I think I'm 26. And I did everything I thought right. Like, I once hurt my Achilles, and so I do all these stretches, and I've hurt my hamstring before, and I do all these stretches. In fact, there was a young guy who walked by who made fun of me and some of the older guys while we were stretching, because all the old guys lay down on the grass and like lean up against the fence and we're trying to stretch out before we play. Someday that will be him. Yeah, I know. I know. And I, it's a, it, what happened to me would be a, a word of caution because here's the problem. <laughs> caution. I'm playing with these younger guys. We win the first game. Uh, by the way, uh, Village trustee Norm Anderson and his team won the championship. Wow. Of all the teams. I saw the picture online of it. Amazing. Okay. Awesome. My, okay. My, my, my team captain is standing on somebody's shoulders behind the team picture, just trying to get himself into the shot, which is funny. But like, we did not win. So we win the first game. It was a, it was a good game. Awesome. I had a couple of hits in that game. I was feeling good. But like, it just felt like all year long, I had to use my legs, which is funny oh, sure. because if you've met me, you're looking, you're thinking right now, Chris, Chris can run. <laughs> But I can. I'm not thinking any of those and things, Chris. No, no. And I've lost 30 pounds in the last I, like I know six, seven months. So like, I mean, I'm 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 getting a lot better at my with my health and everything else like that. I get it. And I can run. And in game two, late in the game, I put a ball down the third base line, and I was like, there is no way that they are throwing me out because we were trailing. Dedication. And as my foot hit the base. I just felt my right hamstring like oh, explode. It was ouch. like one of those things where you could almost hear the audible pop. I totally <sighs> felt the pop. I looked like a sniper took me out from on just the other fell. side of the field. Just Sack like no, I mean, I, I, like I hit just... the I hit the base, tumbled, and laid there. Oh no! And then I just was like, I'm not, and I knew, I knew, I was like, I can't get up on my own. Like I knew, oh, I just laid man. there until somebody came to check on me. Like, are you okay, man? No, I'm not. No, like, like, <laughs> you didn't hear that? Help Excuse me, up. me? Help me up. Oh, so man. now here's the funny part about it. When you reach your 40s, <laughs> if you are stupid enough to still play sports while you're drinking with your friends and the other men in the neighborhood. No um, comment. You have all the wraps waiting in oh, your closet. Oh, that's true. I do. That's very organized of you. I have wrist guards. I have slings. And I have wraps <laughs> for different parts oh, of my body. No. And I have something that wraps around my thigh in case I hurt my hamstring. Oh, man. So all it was was finding the proper wrap, icing, <laughs> just applying the wrap. Like, my daughter was like, where did you get this from? I'm like, when daddy hurt himself five years ago. We have a bin in the closet, honey. <laughs> Hopefully you'll never have to use it. But it's where... got all the things. Right. I told her, I'm like, there's a bin filled with things for yeah. when dad hurts himself. Oh, gosh. And everything. I mean, it takes care. <laughs> I got ankle things, elbow things, wrist things, thigh things, calf things, stomach things. Uh. Like, you name it. I have a brace for everything. 
I have one for when you hurt. Like she pulled out this boot. She's like, what's this for? I'm like, that's for when dad hurt his Achilles. Oh, it stretches man. it in a certain direction. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She goes, what is this boot for? <sighs> that is when dad's ankle twist. Oh, completely different boot. Like it was, it was funny because she went in the back of the closet and she was like, there are so many. She had no idea until that time <laughs> that there were so many different, that right. there was a medical yeah. supply stash. Right. That's just for in, her father. In the back of the closet. Right. Right. Just for Again, her father. very organized. <laughs> I, except for the whole, so I'm not laughing at you. Right. You know that. We're laughing but at like, the absurdity oh, that I hurt myself. Man. I know. Yeah. Yeah, and he's we lost moving the game. very slowly, everyone. You can't see him, but he's just moving very slowly. Yes, yes, I am. Steadily. The older kids are concerned. The younger kid is taking advantage of me. <laughs> because that's how it works. Oh, he, he told me he came out of his room this morning with a tiny little cough on a Monday morning. And I was like, yeah, you don't need to go because I didn't want to get in the car and, and drag my leg in there. And he knew it. Which leg? My, well, my, my, my right leg is what's hurt, right? Oh, so no. I was like, I really, leg. yeah. And I was, and oh. I, I was like, I don't really feel like driving and he's got a cough so he gets to stay home. And he totally took advantage of me. I don't think I've heard a cough in four or five hours from, you know, I haven't, absolute joke. Recording. No, no. Okay. He just sat down and started playing video games. He had uh-huh. a day off. He took advantage of his father. He saw his father was injured, <laughs> dove right in there. This episode of the EP Podcast brought to you by the First National Bank of Evergreen Park, who invests in the Evergreen Park community. After all, they love this area as much as you do. They have a total access checking account where you get free ATMs nationwide and a $300 bonus with qualifying activities. I walked into a bar up on Western Avenue a week ago to see my brother-in-law, and they're only cash. And then they have an ATM with a giant charge on the ATM. Imagine paying for that, and then the bank that you have charges you for using an ATM that's not theirs. That does not happen with the First National Bank of Evergreen Park. Using my account at the First National Bank of Evergreen Park, that fee that I was charged at the bar gets put back in, and that's what makes the ATMs free nationwide. They also don't have any overdraft charges. Stop in and see them in that iconic building in 95th and Pulaski, the First National Bank of Evergreen Park, member FDIC. There is a festival coming to Evergreen Park like you've never seen before. The organizers on this show a little bit later on, Colleen Klimzak sitting with us right now. Uh, I am working on my kitchen right now. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I I think the thing is that when you're organizing a kitchen, you realize there's an awful lot of dishes, pots, pans, glasses, things that you never use. No. Mm-hmm. And I mean, even in this bar, you look around this bar, it's a ridiculous amount of bar glasses. I could host 300 people and they could all have their own glassware. I like that's, I have a ridiculous yeah. amount of glassware and I don't need it down here. It's just like every time, you know, somebody gives me a gift, I go to some place, all my vacation spots, there's a glass, there's a pint glass, there's something, yep. right? Yep. And so I have way too much of that. You go upstairs, we don't need 25 wine glasses, but sure. there there is a cupboard yes. with nothing but <laughs> wine glasses. And I'm like, we are never going to have a wine party here. So what do, you, what do you do? Do you pack it? Is that stupid? Because to no. me, I don't think I'm ever going to use it. I feel sure. like I should just be throwing it out. So one thing to think about is that once these uh, glasses become decor, you need to decide if they truly are decor or if you actually want to use them again someday. Because sometimes, like, we bring home a shot glass from vacation or a coffee mug or something like that, right? So 
then we decide if we leave them on the decorative shelf yeah. here to my left. Um, but I drink off the decorative shelf okay. because otherwise they get dust in them. So uh, I make myself you, use those on please, the decorative okay, shelf. Okay, so yeah. you are using them on a regular basis. Yeah, because otherwise I have to clean more. Uh, I'm just no, trying to cut down work. I, I, <laughs> I like that. Um, so I, I just redid my meal planning slash kitchen organizing presentation. I've actually given it twice in the last couple of weeks. So this is so timely. I'm so excited about this. But I ask a question and every once in a while I'll get somebody who cringes in the class because they are guilty of such things. So here's the question and I call it mug math. But you could absolutely take the coffee mug out of the question and make it wine glass math. Right. Well, we have too many coffee mugs. Too. We right. have too much of everything. Okay. okay. So mug I got, math. I got me and three kids in this house. <laughs> I don't know why I need more than four plates. I don't know why I need well, more than four forks, you know, four you, knives, you four spoons. friends or you don't want to wash dishes every right. time so I'll double something it gets dirty. Right. right. Okay. So mug math is exactly what you're saying. Exactly what you're talking about. So in my class, I will say, how many people drink coffee in my house? That would be one. That's me. How many cups of coffee do I drink a day? Two. I have two cups of coffee. Of course, I use the same cup twice, but to do the math. And then how often do we run the dishwasher? And in our case, we run it like maybe every other day. So technically, I need four. Of course, I have more than four. But do I have 40? Yeah. No, right? Or if I do, like maybe I do, I don't have them all in my kitchen, but so maybe I have, and that's not even a maybe. So I have probably 10 in the cabinet, like my go-to cabinet. And then I have the ones that go up on the top shelf with like the good stuff when we have people over, right? And then everything else, like if I have Christmas ones or if I have Easter ones, those are not in my kitchen right now. Right. Those are boxed up and they're downstairs in the crawl space with the holiday stuff. So deciding for yourself, it's the question of duplicates, really. Deciding for yourself, how many is enough? How many is too many? Do you really want to dedicate an entire cabinet in your kitchen for something you don't use very often? And if the answer is no, then by all means, decide, you know, 12 is a reasonable number. Eight is a reason. I don't care. Is it a thing where you become attached to them? Mostly. Oh, of course. Basically where other people become pack rats. That's what I feel like happens, right? <laughs> so yes. like, we got these really great mugs from my my buddy Bill, who's uh, you know the primary owner over at Cork and Carry. Nice. And he does stuff with us. Okay. And he gave me these two just gorgeous ceramic mugs that they were doing a promotion with. But he was like, here, take a couple. Sure. And, you know, because I work with all these different businesses. He's like, yep. here, take a couple. They're beautiful mugs. They basically say something like, might be coffee, might be whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I love these things. And they're just, they're just yeah. awesome. You never so know. Now okay. they're being it. used by me or the kids mm-hmm. more than any of the other mugs. Meanwhile, ones that we got years ago, yeah. nobody's using Nobody anymore. And I keep uses. thinking to myself like, all right, I mean, I, I don't think that there's a need. Like, it's not like, you know, like donate your coffee mugs to the poor. I mean, I just should just be throwing them away. You can absolutely donate what is, them, What though. are they doing with them? They no, need, they need coffee mugs? Them, yeah. I'm gonna, I need like a, I need a place where I can just drop off this stuff because I feel bad it. throwing it away. You know? No, that's fair. That's the thing. Um, like, I feel like I have things that are useful, but I'm just never going to get to it again. And that's absolutely. the thing. And then they become a mug that I throw like change into or a mug that I throw pens into. And then I got too many <laughs> pen mugs and too many change mugs and... Yes. Yeah, you see, yes, I do. It's, it's a oh never-ending cycle of just awfulness. I really do have to laugh because now that we're talking about mugs, and I'm sitting down here at the yeah, nine-foot homemade bar. There's mugs over the bar. There, 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 there are mugs. There are. There's a there's an Oktoberfest <laughs> mug down there. 
There's this other mug here from Lagunitas. There's a mug that's not really a mug. It's a puzzle sitting down there. It is. I like it. It looks like a a mug of beer. When you Uh. have a bar, it becomes where everything is collected. And I get that. Like we, and we do have duplicates. And isn't that nice that people think of you and like you and share things? And that's awesome. But we also have to decide just what we want to keep around. So, um... You asked a couple different questions. So we only had time for the answer to one. So give me the oh, good one. Oh boy. Okay. So what to do with them? Then you can answer all these questions on your organized life, which is your own oh, podcast. Ooh. See, there's your plug. Oh, you were waiting nicely for it. Last time Colleen was on, I plugged her show and she got a bunch of listeners. I did so, get a bunch of listeners. So, so, so if you're new, welcome <laughs> and called, thank you. It's called Your Organized Life, where Colleen just tries to organize your life. Every time I listen to it, I feel guilty about how unorganized oh, I am. Oh, stop. And you're it doing forces fine. me to be more organized. But look at the question you just asked. Yeah. It's a very organized question. And and your medical paraphernalia is very organized. <laughs> so, okay. So, just oh boy, one question. So, what you asked about is what to do with them. I'm always going to suggest donate. There's always, uh, I know that here in Evergreen Park, there's a couple different community groups. Um, there's one in Beverly. There's one in, in Homewood or Hometown that have like collections for home things, like home towels, sheets, like getting people reestablished in their homes. Um, You can absolutely drop it, not in a box, obviously, but carefully over at the Goodwill, you know, right? There's one of those close by. When it's the fragile stuff, you don't want to just throw it in one of the collection boxes. It's not going to. Yeah, if I throw a bunch of mugs and glasses in the collection box, it's not going to. Collection box full of glass. When you toss it in there and it all clinks, right. you're like, oh, that's not good. Right. That's oh. not a good thing. That's <laughs> eh, not going to end well. Um, but, you know, you also have children that might, you know, ha- like I have um, three that one college and then two out. Maybe they needed some mugs or um, and I have. That's a great idea. Right. I'm like, going to bring them over to you. You can no, give them to your no, kids. No. Excellent idea, no, Colleen. We I'm have bringing plenty. the mugs to you. Building relationships, supporting the community, and service. These are the things that Country Financial stands for. They're more than just an office you may pass by as you drive through Evergreen Park. They're neighbors who lend a helping hand and support the fabric of your community, including charitable organizations, sports, financial education, and civic organizations. And since Country is already your neighbor, they want to get together and chat. Call your local country financial representative, Mike Thauer, today at 708-425-1559 to talk about the things that are important to you and how he can help you protect them. Tina Ward is down here. Mary Black is down here. And the two of them, well, they're librarians. One is from Evergreen Park Library. And then, Tina, you are technically from over at the high school, right? Do I have that right? You are right. Okay. Thank Look at you, that. sir. I'm on my librarian game. Yes, you are on your librarian <laughs> game today. And I appreciate that. Thank you. Frank Murray would be very proud of yes, me. That he I, would. Know, I know the whole library scene. It's like a scene, too. We've talked about that. You yes, and I have talked about that, talked Tina. About that. Yeah. It's a scene. Like all these librarians, they all know each other. They're, things are moving from one library to another. It's not just about books, it's events and different things that you're trying to get out to the public. And, and you work with each other other to put these different events together right oh my gosh we work together all the time for different events but we've got one coming up soon well this is cool so (laughs) i like this idea because i have picked on frank murray the director of the evergreen park (laughs) library for this that every time he has a big name author they're on a zoom or he just doesn't get he's like so and so uh their their book and i'm like oh are they coming to talk no 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 this other person to help them with the book and i'm like well 
Come on, Frank, let's let's step it up a little bit. So it looks like what you guys are doing is trying to raise some money to bring in name authors and things like to kind of like up the game around here. Take me through what you're what you're looking to do. That is correct. So I'm going to actually let this is Mary. She had this idea, which was awesome. And other high schools and other places have done this. And we just kind of felt like we needed this for our community because really bringing big name authors, as you said, Chris, is a draw for kids to connect the face to the name of that person who created this awesome book that they might like or. Well, it's crazy. My daughter, my daughter, like just the other day, wanted to go to Naperville to go see some author of a series that she's reading. And she's like, it's 30 some dollars. I said, you're going to spend 30 some dollars for a ticket to go see an author. And then you're going to drive to Naperville for the day. I was like, you know, when I was younger, I would have spent my $38 to see the Smashing Pumpkins at the Metro. And right. I probably would have gotten two tickets for $38. <laughs> and she's going to see an author. So yes. like, again, this is like, you know, kids are, I think, their interests, the things that they'll spend their money on, the things that they want to do, I think are far more wide ranging than when I was a teenager. I would think so. And I think more so, Chris, I think we talked about this one other time. Like, um, I know Mary and I talked about this after, since COVID. I mean, it's always been a big thing, but since COVID, kids want books and I think they want those personal connections with people, right? Yeah. So, so here's our opportunity to really make not just one author, because we do a lot. You've said so, right? The public library does a lot. The, the high school, we bring in at least one to two authors a year. But now can we bring in six, seven, eight, as many authors as we can and have these panel discussions and just really connect the kids with the the books. That's awesome. And the different types of books. Right. You got things like you, you see you see kids show up to things like uh, C2E2. I went and saw C2E2 with my daughter and they and they it's like a thing where it's all like it's not just comics. It's not just cosplay. It's not just entertainment. There were all these panels for authors. Yeah. And it was interesting to see that the younger generation wants to get in there and, and learn all about. So, Mary, take me through this. Well, we've got a great vision and a great mission, um, but we need um, financial support. We are trying to raise $20,000. Me too. To bring these. Not for books. I'm just trying to raise $20,000 <laughs> yeah, for the house. Here. To well, bring yeah, these yeah, <laughs> great authors to Evergreen Park. So our vision, Mary came up with this idea, like literacy rates, unfortunately, even though we talk about how kids, I think, want books more. The, the hard truth is that I think reading scores are going down. Mm. Right, because they're they're looking at their phones, they're on social, they're not actually engaged the, as many as we'd like. So our hope is now to expand that and let's engage more students, because the studies are there. Right, the well, more you too, read, the yeah. better you're going to do. Right, that's right. just that's just life. I I completely understand that. Like I wish that my 15 year old would would pick up books more for enjoyment. That's not what he wants to do. He ran through his summer reading stuff for Rice, though, and then and he liked the books and he wanted to talk to me about the ones that he read and I had read them before. But I mean, I was like, so I was able to have those conversations with him, but he's not like his sister who's got an actual bookcase in her room right. filled with her favorite authors. And I'm like, that that is something I wish I could get more out of. So, so how do you get kids Besides, like, you know, bribing them like you did this summer at well, the EP library. The... But, like, is that is that how you do it? You bribe no, them? No, but we think that this Lit Fest will help stop the scroll and get books back in their hands. Stop the scroll. Stop the I scroll. like that, Mary. That's a nice Is that a little... t-shirt now? Because Are we going to do that? I think it is. Stop, stop the scroll. scroll. <laughs> Look around so many places and you'll see adults as well. I mean, I'm guilty of it. And we're scrolling around on our phones and we could be reading. <laughs> 
Right, right. So as Mary pointed out, though, like her, we had this vision of this lit fest, first and foremost, is open to not just Evergreen residents. It is actually open up to the broader community. And the community. lit fest is going to be the thing that raises the money. Wait, Am so I the getting lit fest that correctly? No, no. no. So you have to raise the money to, to pay for the, the lit, lit fest. fest. So how are you raising the money? Well, that's well, what we're doing. We're <laughs> you're on the EP podcast. We're on the EP podcast You need me to, right give, now, me to give out, is this a telethon? And I wasn't yes. aware of it. Like, how do <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, right. Get the phones going. <laughs> <laughs> how do they do that? How do they donate for the lit fest? Go ahead, Mayor. So they, both of our websites have pages um, that you can link to for sponsorship. And um, we, we really do need sponsorship from individuals more than um, businesses uh, to get this done. We need everybody on board. And then the festival would be when? When are you? Are you? When do you envision it happening? Well, no, the the festival not envision. It will occur. It, it will is occur. happening. It's happening Saturday, so March So you people 16th. better start donating because yeah. they're having a festival. <laughs> they haven't even fest. paid for it yet. Man, oh man, you guys, uh, this is <laughs> this is intense. We're having a festival. We're having a fest. We need twenty k for the festival. Please donate. By the way, the festival date is already set. Yes. That's wow. Right. That's the, like a movie. That's like the. I think that's the Wayne's World one. What was that Wayne's World two, where he tries I, to have yeah. the Lollapalooza or whatever he did? Wayne Palooza. This is what we're having here. <laughs> we're having the except ours is Lit Fest. Lit Fest. Yes. yes. No Paloozas of anything. But um, <laughs> yes, it will be on March sixteenth at the high school at Evergreen Park Community High School. Um, the time is yet to be determined, but it will be a day event with these various authors. And what we're really hoping to get is a few key big name authors. Yeah national authors and then local authors. Mm -hmm. So we, you know, already we've got James Kleist, Joe Mino, local authors who speak to young adults, but we're hoping, because our summer read this summer at Evergreen Park, one of the books was A Most Beautiful Thing, which is a memoir written by Arshay Cooper and is about the very first Chicago mm -hmm. African-American rowing team. Okay. That from Manly High School from 1999, this, you know, on the west side of Chicago, he got involved with rowing because... Some young man came in and said, I think this is what maybe some inner city kids need. I think if anybody came safe in, and off yeah. if anybody yeah. in Chicago came up with rowing, I'd be like, where are we rowing at? Yes. Because, right? I mean, like I have a, I have a cousin who is married to a guy who went to Georgetown, lived on the East Coast, sails, and was on the rowing team. And that's normal to them. That's right. like playing football out there. That's not a normal thing here. Right. No, the not at all. Crew is not normal in this area. No. It is, though. I mean, he talks about competing against Loyola Academy. St. Ignatius. Mm -hmm. So these were schools that had actual crew teams and rowing creams there. And this is completely unheard of in the city of Chicago. And so they row at Lincoln Park. But it's his memoir. And that memoir, I tell you what, is a memoir that my students gravitated to and I can't keep a copy of on the shelf. Interesting. So we're really trying to get R.J. Cooper to be our guest speaker. Okay. Right. So let, let's tie it in, right? The city, this, <laughs> you know, kind of a the the struggles he went through as a kid growing up on the west side and then how rowing really saved his life and it's not just for the high school kids did i catch that no, correctly anybody for, can come to lit fest anybody right. can come and check out what this what's going on here yes. i think every once in a while when there's something over at the high school everybody just assumes well it's a high school event correct right and and it and this is going to be a festival for all evergreen parks surrounding area come and check out the lit fest in march correct right yes it is a ya young adult literature you know, lit fest, but why a? I'll wear is, my you know, hat backwards. Yes, I mean that, you're skateboard. good. You're good to go. Hello, with the fellow young <laughs> people. What are we talking about today? But I feel like a lot of adults read young adult <laughs> literature, yeah, of course so that's they why do. it's, it's Listen, for. Listen, Twilight was a young adult book, right? That a lot of middle-aged women like gravitated to. I read The Hunger Games, so please, as I'm picking on you, you should understand. Right, right so it's a YA series, and I read The Hunger Games, and I was like, this Katniss is kind of badass. Like I was kind of <laughs> into it, right? 
Like, so there are things that I, I like, I, so I get it. Adults will go and they'll gravitate towards that. So, you you know, there are people out there that want to meet these authors and, and, and discuss it as well. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And that's what our, so we just need to bring the authors in. <laughs> so there's sponsorship forms on our website. There's also paper forms in the library. Is it the, uh, the library website? Evergreenparklibrary.org. And it'll be under the events um, tab. Okay. And mine is um, evergreenpark.org. Under the library webpage, under my LRC. Right. And it's right. the Ever Read YA Lit Fest. And by next week, I will have on the EPPodcast.com just a place for you to donate money to Mato. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a great idea. And I, I do like this. Like, I, I like the idea of aiming for something bigger. Okay, because I think that everybody, you know, it, it's very easy to fall into the idea of this is all we can do. This is all we should be expected to do. And the two of you have sat there and said, no, 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 we can do something bigger. And I, I'm all for that. I hope that you get all the support that you possibly can and that people, you know, are able to donate away and you're able to get these these authors, right? You can, yes. That you can wave enough uh, cabbage in their face to get them to come out and speak. Yes, you would be amazed at some of the fees because unfortunately a lot of these authors have to travel. You would be amazed at the fees to get bands to play concerts. (laughs) I remember when I was booking, when we were were at radio stations, when I was in radio and booking concerts, like the worst band was still like $5,000. You'd be like, they have one song. (laughs) What are they going to play for the rest of the time that they're up on stage that anybody knows? You always thought that was kind of crazy when you saw what people, so it is, it is a big fee to get somebody to come speak at your place. It is. Yeah. It is. At least what we're shooting for, right, Mary? There's some other, and the level of sponsor Mary has a really good breakdown. So you can even sponsor the author or you can sponsor another author or any any little bit helps. I mean, every bit helps. We're talking, you know, we're trying to get some swag in, um, trying to get the books. You know, there's right. so much stuff we're trying we to would get together. also love that um, every kid who attends gets a coupon for a free book. That's a big, That's goal, our big too. goal, too. We really want to put books in their hands. I like it. I think it's cool. All right. So uh, go to the websites, make your donations. Uh, mark it down in March. You said the 16th? March 16th. The You're putting day it the day before St. Patrick's Day. Yes, I am. So it's not read. like that month isn't busy enough. You're having a literary fest. <laughs> you know, you got to read before you head out to the festivities. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Mary, Tina, thanks so much. And uh, if you need anything as you're, as you're getting this going, just, just let me know. Thank you, Chris. Thanks, we appreciate Chris. having us. It is now time for your EP podcast, Word on the Street, brought to you by the brand new Spoken Vine Wine Bar and Bottle Shop, northeast corner of 95th and Kedzie. All kinds of new Italian wines in there. The food is spectacular. Try the bacon-wrapped dates. It's a 21 and over establishment. Plan an adult night out. See more at SpokenVineWines.com. Evergreen Park's Oktoberfest returns on October the 7th. This is their third annual Oktoberfest. The EP podcast will be out there. In fact, it looks like a lot of people are going to be out there. Finney's, Baracos, Durbin's, Happy Jack's, Porter Cullen's, Spoken Vine, who we just mentioned. They got the Wild Daisy Band. They got the Stein Hoisting Competition, hosted by yours truly. Pony Rides for the Kids, Petting Zoo, Bounce Houses, and Touch a Truck. And of course, the beer garden. It's all over at the Community Center, 3450 West 97th Street. It kicks off at 2 in the afternoon and goes until 9 p.m. October the 7th, circle the date. 
Oktoberfest Evergreen Park style. Before that, this Saturday, the Evergreen Park Fire Department is holding an open house. Get over there between 10 and 2 p.m. at the firehouse located at 9000 South Kedzie Avenue. All are welcome. If leaves fall on your lawn over the next month or so, you may just want to wait for the community leaf raking event. Saturday, October the 28th at 10 a.m., volunteers will go out and rake leaves for seniors and other residents who are unable to in Evergreen Park. If you have a student needing service hours, get them signed up. And if you want your yard signed up, get over to the Evergreen Park website and sign that up as well. And kids camp out in the Youth Center for a movie night. Friday, October the 6th, blankets and sleeping bags are welcome. Open grades 5 through 12. $5 includes hot dog, popcorn, and a drink. You must register, though, by this Friday, September the 29th. And also, now is the time to plan your haunted hayride field trip. Youth Department is going to be taking the kids to the Hayride of Horror in Lockport. 20-minute haunted hayride experience and a bonfire. Register at the Youth Department's Grade 5 all the way through high school. $20 cost, money, and permission slip due by Friday the 13th of October. Spooky. More information, call 708-229-3377. Throughout the entire month of September, we've tried to look back at moments or things that we remember in the first five years of the EP podcast, but this episode was kind of packed. Now, the look back is brought to you by SidSauce.net. They grow the peppers right here in Evergreen Park. They develop these delicious hot sauces, and they deliver to your door for free. It's the only place I get my hot sauce. Check out all they have to offer at SidSauce.net. But again, 30 minutes of good is full at this point. But I like the people that stopped by, and I didn't want to cut into them. So instead, what we'll do is we'll just end the show as we did five years ago. We'll just wrap it up with the old school ending. I always like this one. Coach Ram is joining us for another Football Friday later on in the week. Make sure you are subscribed to the EP Podcast. Facebook doesn't show it to you all the time. Get in there at the EPPodcast.com. Look at all the different options. Never miss an episode. We're found anywhere podcasts can be found and always at the EPPodcast.com. Another show is wrapped up. Another show's in the books. Another show is wrapped up. And then by the looks, it's going to be a good one. And we'll see you next week. And the nude is Another show is wrapped up, another show is wrapped up, another show is wrapped up, and it's in the books. Another show is wrapped up, another show is wrapped up, and by the looks, it's gonna be a good one. Nudie's Basement, broadcast, basement, the Nudie's Basement, the Broad Basement. Slancha. That was like Dropkick Murphys or something, right? <laughs> I felt like it. <laughs> <laughs>